0: what's going on good people welcome to another edition another episode of the drink up podcast i'm Colby marshall here my guy zach lanning we're already in week three of the college rugby season not the mlr i almost said mlr college rugby season yes and we've been talking a lot about the d one a uh a lot of stuff that's going on player game previews game recaps player highlights it's been really good stuff uh so far in week three but zach you know, it's been a while since we've uh, got kind of gotten to shoot the shit. So, what's going on, bro? How you doing?
1: I literally have absolutely nothing happening, Colby. Uh, I mean, it's it has been a long time. We both been pretty busy, uh, you know, doing doing our thing. Uh, I, you have been a lot busier than me, I guess. You know, we we could talk about. We didn't record last week. You know, we had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, a couple things that I wanted to ask you about. You know, you you went and you tried out for. PR sevens. What was that like? You know, how was that experience? We can get to that. I also just wanted to ask you too. I saw you, I turned on ESPN plus to watch the Iona Gales play Colgate the other day and whose voice comes through right at off, you know, off the bat is, is it's Colby Marshall. It's you, my friend doing color commentary. So how was that game too? What was that like?
0: It was great, Zach. It was great. And first and foremost, you're here doing this with me. So you can't, you know, it's not like you're doing nothing perfect yeah great it. preparation for this episode don't sell yourself short <laughs> not sell yourself short I'm sure you will be very productive don't don't confuse busyness with productivity there's a difference
1: wisdom well, I love-
0: it was a good experience going to Memphis Tennessee with two of my Iona teammates to try out for the National sevens League that they're starting in Memphis uh, the tournament's gonna take place in early October and they're having they were having an open trial open tryout for anybody interested. So it was myself, Michael Scarcella, Mike Morrow, who made the trip out, you know, stayed in the Super 8 Hotel, really low-profile stuff in Memphis, woke up on Sunday, went to the tryout, and, you know, Zach, it was cool. Like, the tryout was set up for um, us to do a 40-yard dash, vertical jump test. And then after that, we went into skill evaluation. So they tested our passing, our ability to catch balls in the air at its highest point, you know, working the ball down a line, staying deep, uh, supporting a player, all those type of things. And then we got the scrimmage at the end. So it was a fun time. Definitely one of the best experiences of, of my life. I got to meet Naya Taper, who's a big time uh, rugby eagle on the women's side. Really, really smart rugby player. High IQ for the game. It was a pleasure getting to like, Hear her tips uh, as the practice, as the tryout went out. She was giving us tips and stuff. So
1: you also could have picked up some podcasting tips from her. She has one with Alona Mar that I actually checked out a couple times. So you could ask her about that.
0: I was unaware, Zach. I was unaware. (laughs) This is why I needed this. This is why I needed you.
1: (laughs) you Yeah, I should. I should have come along. I probably would have. uh, You know, not uh, acquitted myself well. But I think, Colby, what the world wants to know, and all of our loyal listeners is what was Colby Marshall's official 40 time at this tryout as well? Is that something you're willing to divulge to the people?
0: Before, before I share my 40 <laughs> time, I'd like to be very clear on something. Okay. As many of us know, rugby is different from football.
1: Yes. We
0: test in meters, not yards, right? Right. So before I tell you this 40 time, you might be alarmed, but keep in mind, it's in meters, which are longer than yards, all <laughs> right? I want to say you could argue my 507 40-meter time at the tryout could be a 4-4 in the 40-yard dash.
1: You could argue that. Who knows? I, I, don't, I don't know the conversion rate. I have no idea. Yeah.
0: Well, I got three yards. You got three yards, a uh, three-yard difference.
1: So go figure. That's good. So that's solid. I, yeah, I'll take it. I say that's an elite time. 507 that's oh, I good was, I was
0: pissed when I heard it was over five I was like no way I was like no way the fastest was actually four four seven
1: wow somebody ran a 4 seven yeah I say now you got something to work towards you know when next year when the those MLR uh, camps come around the the combines you know we see if we can get you out there to top that that 40 times. I oh, yeah. so. mean, when we go, when we go out there, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I've been working out, Colby, I guess I can say I haven't been, you know, doing nothing. I've been doing Orange Theory Fitness, so I don't want to plug them too much because they they're have they not paying us to be a sponsor. But I did a uh, I did the dry try the other day, which is like a big deal at there. So it's you row 2000 meters, you do 300 bodyweight exercises, and then you run a 5k and my goal was under an hour, and I, it was a little over. I did it in 60 minutes, 21 seconds. I didn't die, which is, yeah, that's the number one. My number one goal was to survive, and I did. So I'm coming you're, for you.
0: You're here. You're here <laughs> with me. That's the most I'm, important thing.
1: I'm here to do the pod so we can, we can do the pod since we're both here. We both had some pretty eventful last couple of weeks. Uh, and there's been a lot going on, you know, in the rugby world as well. So I think it's a good transition. We could hop into the big container, talk about some news again, you know, we're partnering with rugby morning newsletter on this. If you want to subscribe the rugby morning newsletter, you go to rugbymorning.com morning.com. You talked about night taper Colby, huge seven star USA seven squads were in action this past weekend in Canada. Did you get a chance to catch any of those matches?
0: I actually didn't I actually didn't, but I, the Canada sevens, I knew they were going on. I knew they were going on. I believe Kenya uh Kenya had a good showing but they ended up losing I think.
1: Kenya did uh knock the US out before that they on the men's it. side at least. So, you know, they did um they did beat the US men, but the the men looked good. You know, they played some really solid games and it is a bit of a transitional period I think for both of these squads. You know, you saw overall men's and women, a lot of new names, you know. Nia Taper was not in this squad. You know, there are they're some stalwarts, but they're, they're trying out a lot of, like, young talent on both of these squads. Um, so I think a fifth-place finish for the men and then, you know, runners-up for the, the women who lost to their arch rivals now in, in Great Britain, who, you know, uh, were a thorn in their side in the Olympics also, with a lot of fresh faces, I think is pretty encouraging.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. You like to see the men. Uh, obviously, the U.S. men have developed quite the sevens program in recent years. And so you, you like to see them in in action. You like to see them finish. I think a bit better than fifth, but um, seeing the women finish runners runners up is pretty pretty impressive. I think.
1: So in college news as well, Colby the NCR announced their championship dates and locations. So national collegiate rugby uh, for their men's side, the D D1, one D one AA and D two and small college. Those are all those games are all going to be played December tenth through twelfth. At Aviva Stadium, the home of the Houston SaberCats, which is dope because I love that field. That's a really cool park. Um, I have not been. Maybe we'll take the trip to Houston, but I, you know, either way, I, I really like that that facility.
0: Yeah, I heard food's great in Texas. Um, I'm with you, buddy.
1: Yeah, okay, get some barbecue on route there. The, the another, you know, also good food you could probably grab at the the women's championships. The one in small college, those are going to be at Life University in Atlanta, which you probably get some decent cuisine there. I have not been myself, but. Um, you know I, that might be a good trip. Uh, some MLR news: Colby Johan Momsen signed a three-year deal with Rugby ATL. This is uh, on America's Rugby News. You can there's an article on that. Uh, Brian Ray, it was one of his favorite players from last year. He's a second row for Atlanta. He's 26, which kind of depressed me. I thought he was way older, but uh, he is. He looked really good. I think he was even, you know, um, if he it was Brian Ray's forward of the year. I'm not sure if he got those MLR honors, but he was a huge part of that. That squad last year so good on them for uh, locking him up longer term
0: what do you think as a player uh what do you think he brings to rugby atl uh, that's so valuable for them to come up to this deal
1: i think he just does you know the all the important stuff that you need your second row to do in a rugby game it doesn't necessarily show up in the highlight reel or on the stat sheet i mean he's a grinder huge in the scrums for them huge at the breakdown you know he's a lineout weapon. Any and he scored you know a few tries last year, but he just is somebody who's going to clean up ball for you and you know make tackles and, and just use his size out there to uh, to try and you know turn the scales a little bit. He's just he is a difference maker in in you know those gritty areas. You get some like you know he'll he'll win those inches for you and those pivotal moments like the the break the turnovers and the breakdown or just you know uh, cleaning up some some ball on, on, on a ruck like that. I think he's just huge. You know, for them on, on that front, uh, it's so important to have have, a, you know, a, a solid second row. You see Rooney, you know, they feed, they thrive because they have a really solid engine room, uh, you know, two Eagles. Uh, that's crazy is when the, those rosters are announced, it is both the, the Rooney guys there. So, you know, Johan kind of brings that element, I think, for Rugby ATL.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that played in 17 out of all the 18 games this season for Rugby ATL. So definitely somebody they trust and. Looks to be playing. looks like
1: he'll be playing a lot more in the future. Any other news you've seen, Colby, from uh, from out there in the rugby world?
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the final lineups for the PR7s League uh, tournament. I think that obviously we've seen uh, a lot of captains nominated already, Perry Baker, Nia Taper, Carlin Isles, Danny Barrett. They've all been nominated as captains for different teams. So I'm interested to see how the rosters actually pan out. A couple of the guys that I tried out with, I think, put in really good showings. I expect to see them on some teams, and so it, it'll be a lot of fun. I think it'll be a lot of fun for these guys to have the opportunity to play with these, you know, high-profile players in in, in the sevens game. It's going to be fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to those lineups and those rosters when they come out.
1: I think there's a lot of really good rugby coming up. You know, around the world, you have all the pro leagues in Europe are starting back up. You got two huge matches for the USA against Uruguay for, you know, world cup qualification. Those are coming up. They're playing the all blacks uh, later in October. PR sevens is going to be awesome. So much college rugby coming up as well. A lot, a lot of good stuff happening. So, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the news for that, but I think it's time that we transition into kind of our recap of last weekend's games, Colby, we're going to do it a bit different on the pods. Now, structure-wise, you know, we're going to try and move to one a week, and we're going to combine kind of a recap of last week's matches with a bit of a look-ahead. Um, so we're going to go back and forth, just kind of pick three things that kind of stood out to each of us, and we'll just kind of go- roll through those, um, you know, uh, from the weekend. So we're not going to have every score, but just kind of the main ones that that caught our attention from, you know, watching the games and looking, looking at them At the end of this week. Uh, So, Colby, why don't you start and give us, you know, your first uh, main takeaway from last weekend's uh, last weekend's action?
0: Yeah, well, my main takeaway, I I would say or the highlight, I would say, is Brown beating Fordham, you know, 38 to 14. Brown is a rising team in the Ivy League and Fordham seems to be one of the stronger teams. uh, Via Alex Goff. he, He thinks so. One of the stronger teams in the Liberty in the Liberty Conference so far, so to, for them to put a beating on Fordham like that is pretty impressive. That that would probably be my biggest takeaway.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, that was an interesting result. You know, you, you the Ivies usually are are strong. It's kind of tough to gauge because you know, they kind of, they play their own set of you know schedule. But I I think yeah, you're right. Fordham was expected to do big things this year, and and to see Brown kind of come in and, and win that convincingly. Uh, that'll be interesting to, to monitor, you know, how Brown finishes the season this year. I'm sure you're also pumped to see another, you know, New York team uh, fall to somebody uh, with your Gales, you know, on a roll here, Colby. Yeah, I was going to get to Iona. I was going to get to We could save it then. We could save it. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, yeah, my my first one for the week is look out for University of Mary Washington, Colby. I, they have been absolutely crushing it. They opened the year. With a really tight loss to a Penn State team that looks pretty good, that was twenty eight to twenty six, and they followed that up with just a huge win over NC State this week. That's you know the game that caught my attention. That scoreline sixty four to nothing, shut them out. You know they're led by a really solid pair of back row players, internationals in Lloyd Stevens from England and uh, Toby Barnfield Lee from Wales. And uh, Barnfield Lee had two tries in that game against NC State. But, you know, I was looking at the roster and they have a really solid mix of a lot of younger guys, but then a lot of really solid veteran talent. I just think they're they're going to be they're going to be dangerous this year. Uh, you know, I, I I foresee them being a very strong contender towards the end of the year if they can keep this up.
0: Yeah, and the mark of a good team, I think, Zach, is having the ability to score uh, a lot of points when you're playing a low quality opponent to not just settle for the 40, 50, 60, but to get to the 70 and 80 mark. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing from the University of Mary Washington, among other teams uh, so far in college rugby. I, I think that's really what separates the the really good teams from the just so-so teams.
1: And how important, Colby, do you think Like, is having really solid flankers or back row players at the college level? Like, If you just have some re- experienced like, freak athletes yeah, at those yeah. spots, they just do damage.
0: The, for sure, like, especially at the flanker position, you know, they can play a lot of times a little bit of that tank role where you don't really expect to see, uh, that dynamic player there, but he's there and he's like playing alongside of the wing. And the wing has the option, you know, if he gets the ball out wide to go inside to that dynamic flanker that can just take a defense by surprise. So I think it's really, really crucial, at, especially at the college level when, like you said, the dynamic athlete is going to stand out
1: so much. And I do want to say also, just you know, the Mary Washington plays in the Chesapeake Conference along with Queens University, Charlotte, who also looked really good this week. You know, they lost their opening game to Army, but you know, after that, they crushed NC State eighty-three nothing. Poor NC State is having a rough go this year, Uh, but then they put up one hundred and ten on Maryland this week. Uh, So they are another team to watch, and they play Mary Washington October thirtieth. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be a barn burner, yeah. So Colby, what's uh what's your next takeaway from last weekend? Well, the
0: next takeaway I think is one of the bigger games from week three, and that was Navy against St. Bonaventure. Navy was able to come away with the win twenty-one to seventeen in a really close game. Awesome to see this sort of game in week three. You know, St. Bonaventure is obviously a top team in the NCR rankings. While Navy has been a top team in all of college rugby in the past, and so Really impressive to see them get the win over Saint Bonaventure, and also impressive to see Saint Bonaventure stick around in the game and only, only lose by four points. So, a solid result.
1: Yeah, the the Bonnies have been on a roll, and I was going to talk about them a little later in our uh, you know preview of next weekend's matchups. But they, you know, they've they've four and one now at this loss to Navy. You know, playing some really solid rugby. Navy also hadn't played as many games. Like, what do you think, Colby? Would you rather? The Bonnie's have played five so far, and maybe only played two before this. Like, do you like playing kind of a lot of games really early on, uh, or would you rather kind of, you know, pick your spots and, and save, you know, a couple, a uh, couple weekends here and there?
0: I think you'd rather play. I think you'd rather play. Obviously, keeping your guys healthy is a concern when you're dealing with a lot of games over the course of the year, but I think you got to get games in. You got to get games in to put your guys, to give your guys confidence at least, you know? Um, because I know, I, as a player, for me, it took me sort of until mid-season to really, because we didn't really have a preseason. We didn't play too many preseason games. It, we played one, if that, at Iona. So it would really take me until halfway through the year to really, for me to really feel like I'm in good form. For me to really feel like you know this is my best self out there on the field. So I think it's always good to to play to play as much as you can to get those games in early, so that when the Important games come, you know, you're ready for them.
1: Yeah, it's looks you know, they started playing in, in August, like late August, um, and they beat Colgate, they beat Mount St. Mary's, they, they crushed Syracuse. So, um, you know, they, it's, they've got some good tune-ups under their belt, and I guess it showed, you know, against a, a tough Navy side, that was a close game. Oh,
0: yeah. Like I said, it was a great, I think it's a great result for them, even though they lost. I think it's a really good result.
1: My second takeaway from last weekend is just I can I'm obsessed with with the Dartmouth women's side and just how good they have been so far this year. I just the the players they have on, you know, on that squad are so dangerous. Uh, and they this weekend following an explosive first half, they they held on to a win over Army. They're 3 and 0. The you know, they crushed LIU, they've crushed Quinnipiac. And they have a solid stretch of home games coming up. They're playing Sacred Heart and then Mount Saint Mary's before a couple of real tests against uh, the real test against Harvard comes up later on. But you know they just have so many players in that in you know their backline that are that are just like weapons. You know we talked about Emily Henrich last week or two weeks ago when we did the pod as our player of the week. She's still killing it. Four tries on the year, four assists. Her defense is solid. But I mean Lily Durbin, man. She's a fifth-year senior. She has been an absolute force for them this year. She's got eight tries so far. She's been all over the pitch. You know, she played fullback this past week against Army instead of her usual center position. She was covering kicks super well. You know, they're just the the two of them together are almost unstoppable. And then they have a really great combo at fly half with Kristen Bitter and and Abby Savin, who played really well and converted a lot of kicks and just you know kept that that offense humming. So I I am really impressed with. uh, with Dartmouth so far on the year. And and I, I think, you know, they're going to be really solid contenders in Naira going forward. And that, that Harvard match is going to be is going to be something else.
0: Yeah, you know you have a pretty good side when you're able to plug in different players at different positions. And I think that's what you kind of touched on, what Dartmouth has been able to do. That's also another sign of, of a really good team. I remember at Iona, you know, John Powers was our fly half, but we could also plug him in at, a center position and have Billy Hapoy play fly half. And so we were inter- interchangeable in that regard. And that, uh, you know, we obviously lost Billy uh, to an injury in the St. Bonaventure game in the bowl game, uh, which, which was really a, a, big, a big loss. But we had that dynamic, I think, and the ability to interchange. And I think that's really important for Dartmouth so far this year.
1: And Do you tell Utah about John Powers' positional flexibility? Like they could have played him anywhere, man.
0: Listen, if Utah <laughs> doesn't know this by now, they, I mean, they drafted him seventh overall. <laughs> right. But, like, come on. Yeah, John Powers can definitely play multiple positions. Fly half, obviously he played, you know, his, talking about his best position, I don't know if it's – he might be a better wing than, than fly half, but he has a lot of potential from the fly half position. And he's big enough, I think, now – to play in the middle as well, to play as a 12 or 13. Uh, so, yeah, I mean,
1: come on, Utah.
0: Get with the program.
1: Get it together. Uh, I do also, again, I also want to say don't sleep on Brown either in that Naira, you know, in that division. They looked really good. Again, this week we'll talk about them a little bit later in our Players of the Week, but uh, that there are three really, really solid teams uh, at the top of that of that division, and that, that end of the season is going to be – going to make for some some really solid matchups. Colby, we'll get to you now for your final takeaway. I know what it is you want to talk about. I know where you want to go with this, but please, you know, lay it on us.
0: Yeah, Zach, how could I not? Big shout out to Paul Burke on the Iona College coaching staff. Gave me the call to be able to go on ESPN3 to call Iona versus Colgate over the weekend on Friday and got to call it with John Burkers, who's a phenomenal play-by-play guy. I mean, but what a game we had. Colgate coming in didn't really have the, uh, the the games under their belt, I think, to really compete with the phys- with the physicality that Iona presented. Uh, Iona 148 to 12. It wasn't really close throughout. They jumped out to a really big lead in the first half, kind of let their foots off the gas a little in the second half, which is something that I didn't like at all. Uh, I think they should have definitely won by 70 or 80 points. Um, it was just one of those games, you know. If you're Iona, you pride yourself on being. Uh, you know, trying to get to that next level. And so I think this is a game where you could have put your foot on their throat and scored a lot more points than you did, but they got the win and uh, had a lot of good performances. I think Cam DiGiorgio played well, Nick DeLara. Both of those guys have just been having great seasons for the Gales. Billy Hapoy was a little quiet, but played phenomenal on the defensive end, uh, defensive side of the ball. And so, you know, a couple of things that you can pull positives from uh, in, in their performance, but you'd also like to see them just dominate Colgate a little more in the second half because they only won the second half seventeen to three. So,
1: well, there is one person I know who agrees with you. You left his name off of your list of accolades, but there is a uh, you might recognize the last name on that. There's a Jerry Landing who played inside center for Iona this week. That was right, right. Hey. Is There is a relation there that is my cousin Jerry. I'm living vicariously through him, and his, my rugby dreams are all on his shoulders. Uh, but he agrees with you. He thinks they should have you know, kept their foot on the gas, and, and he thought he could have played better in the second half. I told him, look, it's a, it's a long season. You got a lot of rugby ahead of you, and you, you won that game. So, you know, uh, so so be happy about that. But, yeah, that's, uh, that, that is, uh, that's my cousin Jerry.
0: And let me tell you, Zach, that kid played a hell of a game. I totally forgot that he was your cousin. I don't know how I didn't put two and two together on the broadcast, and I apologize. But that kid played a hell of a game. I really enjoyed watching him play. I think I mentioned it on the broadcast, but, man, he was running hard all game long. As a freshman, I I wasn't expecting to see that from him. And I guess I was just so – I guess, Zach, I was just so nervous about the broadcast. You know, I just – I blocked out, like, everything else. I just totally forgot that he was your cousin, so that's on me.
1: I have there no, there's no problems at all. I think he would rather, you know, you didn't spend the whole time talking about like me and when he was playing his game there. But no, I he's uh, like I said, uh, you know, I take full credit for his success because I lured him away from uh, what might have been a promising football career. He's playing at Xavier, playing both rugby and and uh, football at the same time. And I told him, look, rugby is where you got to be at, man. And he's he loves it. So and he loves Iona so far. He's having a good time. Uh, so yeah, again, no worries. I, I, he's his own. He's his own guy, and he's uh, he's loving it. His freshman year, taking it all in. So I'll, I'm looking forward to seeing how he fits in going forward. Um, and and Iona, we will obviously continue to monitor Kobe uh, as the, as we go through that season. They look pretty good, though. I'm I, you know I, they. What do you think about season long prospects for that team?
0: I think they're high. I think you got to have high expectations if, if you're Iona. Um, look, they're gonna have a tough one, I think. Against AIC, going on the road to play American International College, that's always a tough game. Always been a tough game for us, especially on the road. So that's one to kind of circle coming up. But the goal, I think, is to compete in those NCR playoffs when it's all said and done. Uh, when you might have to go against the likes of a cutstown. And I think if you're Iona, you should have the confidence that you can beat whoever's going to be in front of you. For the rest of the year and that's just the mentality that you have to have that's the mentality that we've had in the past it's the mentality that they still have it seems so you know regardless of what the final scoreline says you just want to come out on top and uh, that's what they've done so far so gotta keep rolling
1: yeah i'll pass that wisdom along to jerry at the next landing family barbecue um uh, but you know i just wanted to get to my last point here briefly uh, just a kudos to Nazareth College, who have started really strong in their first year, playing a full D1 schedule. You know, Alex Goff wrote about this a little bit too. They 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 were one of the few programs who've popped up last few years that jumped right into D1. You know, pretty uh, almost right away, and they're two and zero so far. They they beat Brockport in the first week, and they had a come from behind win this week against Oswego, winning eighteen to seventeen. So that's really solid for you know for your first year in, in a D1. Conference and they have a, a freshman fly half Brendan O'Neill who looks really talented and kind of started that the the sequence of events for that the, you know the final score to win that game against Oswego. So Khalil Lynch, the junior, also looks like a force. And I had the pleasure of talking to their coach uh Taiye Daniel ayabiowu who is just a really impressive guy. You know, we, we did an interview for Rugby NJ to he was you know doing some recruiting for for high school kids and kind of giving some of the high school players in Jersey a sense of what it would be like to play at Nazareth. Uh, and he just, you know, he loves the game and, and he's a really, really solid guy, had a great career at St. Bonaventure, coached for a long time with Play Rugby USA, which is a program I think does a lot of great work in, you know, uh, mentoring young kids and teaching them the game and, and growing the game in places where it's not necessarily, you know, doesn't have a strong hold. Uh, so I, I think that they're going to be a really solid program going forward. I'm really excited to see what, you know, what the future holds for them. But we can move in. Now, that was everything in our recap from last week. Uh, you know, we'll, we talked about Iona Colby. You talked about Iona a little bit. We'll get into our Players of the Week here that you could see in, the in you know, Tuesday's edition of the Rugby Morning Newsletter. Cam DiGiorgio made our Player of the Week list, and I, I think that was uh, – Pretty well, pretty well deserved uh, on that side of things, Colby. You know, you, you're obviously uh, a little more well-versed than this. You call that game. So what do you think of Cam's performance?
0: Yeah, Cam is the, he, he's the do-it-all eight man for Iona. He is somebody that comes to every practice, every game with the utmost energy and the utmost work ethic uh, of anybody there. And so he's going to outwork you. He's going to be physical. He was very physical with Colgate. They just literally couldn't match up with him, uh, and uh, it was just all all around great performance. It's it's what you expect from Cam DiGiorgio, who's been a uh, really a force for Iona in the 15s and has started to make uh, has started to get more experience playing sevens as well in the CRCS.
1: And then on the women's side, the Player of the Week, Zayana Thomas at Brown. You know, I mentioned Brown was looking really strong earlier on. Zai Thomas you know, is a huge part of that. The reason for that. She is an absolute force at number eight. Another senior who playing number eight position was just all over the pitch against Sacred Heart. Yeah, uh, they won that game 46 to three. Powerful runner on a team that is just chock full of powerful runners and they were, you know, just rumbling over uh Sacred Heart. Uh, you know, she but she also you know wasn't just running the ball. She assisted on I watched that first half of that game Two of the other tries in that half, you know, directly assisted by Zai Thomas. The scrum was unstoppable. uh, And I will say that her camo leg sleeve, like she has one camo leg sleeve, and it is the coolest look that I've ever – I was super envious of that. Um,
0: That's the look. That's the look. She knows it's up, yeah.
1: So that's – yeah, that's that. not the only – obviously her play was the reason we have her in this segment, but that definitely helps the aesthetic, the long – you know, the the – that I, I wish I could have pulled that off in my playing days. So,
0: what was your go to accessory? Was it I, the tape? Yeah, the tape? I feel like you were a tape guy.
1: So, I did. I've done. I had a few phases. I was a tape guy, but I only would do the fingers. Like, I taped a few of the fingers and for a while in high school. I would like write things on the tape, uh, but like not cool things. Like, I don't know. Like, it, I would just treat you, you know, like you ever see Lost? Like that guy Sawyer had the tape with He wrote it. And maybe it wasn't Sawyer. It was one of the guys on Lost. They were yeah. like right like hope or something on his hands. Yeah. I did stuff like that. Um, but the tape wasn't really doing anything. So it made it even harder for me to actually catch passes because I couldn't move my fingers at all. So and not like I was athletic enough to begin with. So But I also was a tights guy, which got me in a lot of trouble too. But I really enjoyed the uh the full tights, like both legs. But they're also illegal, I think, like at the club level. So
0: So you you really like uh Took it. Made a, took a hit to your attributes with the tape. With, with the tape, like minus five catching. Uh, catching.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could have probably been in the MLR if I had taped my hands in high school, Colby. I swear, uh, it just wasn't. Uh, it was not helpful, but it looked cool. So, and that's really all that matters.
0: Look good. Look good. Play good. Right.
1: Exactly, Deion. Yeah, Deion Sanders uh, disciple. So, I mean, did you have a? Did you roll with anything? or you accessorize when you're out on the on the pitch? Uh,
0: I like the tape occasionally on the wrist.
1: Yeah. You know, felt
0: good, looked good. I also had these lucky socks that I wore in 2019. Wow. I think every time I wore the socks, I scored that year. Every
1: game. Yeah. That's legit.
0: Yeah. pretty. I still have them. I I think you always have to have that, you know, that one superstitious kind of thing. You don't have to have it, but it's it adds a little spice to the season.
1: Yeah, I think it definitely helps. An athlete, you'll take any edge you can get uh, when you're out there. So I I think that you know, even if it just helps mentally to have, you know, like I got my I got my lucky socks on today. I think that's huge. Uh,
0: Yeah, and they look cool. So
1: hell yeah, that's the again that is the most important thing. Uh, But let's uh, let's talk next weekend, Colby. Let's see what games are you excited about coming up on the on the slate of games we have. We're starting to get into the thick of things here. Most teams have started playing games now so you know these these weekends are chock full uh anybody any matchups to catch your eye specifically oh my
0: gosh I mean how could Penn State and Cutstown not catch your eye that's gonna be the game to watch next weekend both teams are undefeated Cutstown I think are entering a phase in which we're gonna see a lot of players that we didn't really know about come to the forefront for their team you know you know after a guy like Demonte Noble goes to MLR
1: Aaron Gray While
0: they still have returning players. I think there are going to be a lot of guys that are going to be able to step up and make a name for themselves.
1: So can't wait for that one. You know what I'm looking forward to. We mentioned the Bonnies earlier. St Bonaventure they lost to Navy. Coming off that loss, they're four and one, and they're taking on Army this week as well. Army's two and zero. You know they beat a tough Queens University side earlier. They crushed Notre Dame College this past week. So you know this will be a huge test for both squads. I think you know it, this is probably the the Again, you know, after Navy, probably one of the tougher tests for St. Bonaventure. You know, are are they legit? They were close with Navy. Can they hold it against Army? Uh, You know, is is Army a a powerhouse, a legitimate side? I I have, there's so many, you know, things that excite me about this matchup. I think it'll be really great.
0: Yeah. And St. Bonaventure are actually, I don't want to get too far ahead, Jack. They're actually going to be my lock it up selection. Whoa, inaugural lock it up. they're They're going to get Army at home. I don't see Army coming away with the win.
1: Very cool. All right, yeah, we will get into that shortly. A new segment on the pod. That's a great teaser. Uh, so that that we'll, we'll talk about those. Uh, just want to mention briefly, also say Bonaventure, tough stretch of matches coming up. So they may need to lock this one up. They got Army at home, like you said. Then they follow out with Penn State, Notre Dame College, and they end the year with Kutztown. So uh, we will uh, get on to that in a second. Uh, I Just the last game that caught my eye, Called before we move on to that segment, but Davenport on the women's side versus Ohio State. Davenport has just been on an absolute tear so far this year. They're 4-0. They, you know, have surrendered, I think, a total of, I mean, it was 27 points in four matches. You know, in three of those matches, they scored 60-plus. So the, the, their toughest test was this past weekend against University of Notre Dame where they gave up 17. They won 66-17. to 17. I think that'll tell you. Uh, I guess they had a close one against Adrian College, too, 24-5. to 5. But, you know, they're starting now to play the, the Big Ten schedule. So this is kind of in-conference stuff. The, Ohio State owned one. Uh, so we haven't really seen a whole lot of them. But, you know, they're always obviously a tough squad. So you know, Davenport, again, as a team, I'm going to have my eye on for the rest of this year. One that is semi-new to, to D1 here. But they they have been just absolutely destroying people. So let's uh, let's head into Lock It Up now, though, Colby. You mentioned it already. Their brand-new segment on our show have you, you remember that Gatorade commercial? Do you remember, like, I was trying to, I was referencing that when I, when I named this, but do you, you know what I'm talking about?
0: That, re- that reference, lock it up?
1: Yeah, I'm going to try and use that. Like, it was that commercial they had the song. I'm going to try and use that in the drop. But when I edit this, you'll have heard it already. But uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, that commercial?
0: No, I don't know what you're talking about. When you say Gatorade commercial, my mind went to Derek Jeter and Dwayne Wade in that old Gatorade backyard baseball
1: do you remember that one? I I think I think I remember that one. I, well, you know, you'll you'll when you hear it, you'll know. Like you got to listen to the episode now after, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, but the lock it up segment, we're going to be Colby and I picking one game in the upcoming weekend of games, and we're locking it up. We're locking it in as our pick. We are guaranteeing a win for one team in that matchup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Colby, you teased yours already. You want to talk about it a little bit here?
0: You know, Zach, it takes me back to 2015 when Iona, we had a brutal schedule and we had played Cutstown before we played Army. And it was a really close game. We lost by a try against Cutstown. Really, really tough game. Army comes to our home field and we crush them, right? Shock the world, upset Army. I think that's what St. Bonaventure is going to do on their home field. They just came off of a tough loss against Navy top team. And I think they're just battle-tested at this point. They're more battle-tested than Army and I think that goes a long way in rugby. I think that's a little underrated, an underrated aspect of, of the sport in college rugby. You know, they have five games under their belt. They've played good teams. Army really hasn't beaten anybody yet. They've only played two games. I I think St. Bonaventure is going to nick a
1: I love it. I, this is a, for the first one, you're coming out of the gate. You know, I feel bad about my, mine is not as bold, but I, I think this is a great pick. I was, I was leaning army, but you convinced me, you know, I think uh, the Bonnies may have what it takes to, to bring this one home. I, I'm, you know, we talked about it earlier. Like you said, you got a lot of more games under your belt. You got a lot more playing experience. I, I can't wait for this one, to be honest. I think that will be great. Uh, but my, my pick was the aforementioned university of Mary Washington, over Southern Virginia, I think they they roll in this one. Southern Virginia has not played a game yet this season. Their opener against Mount Saint Marys was canceled, but you know they're a tough squad. I think they finished the you know last year of games pretty you know in a pretty you know solid fashion. So I, I don't I don't think Mary Washington blows them out like they did to uh, poor NC State, but. I, I think Mary Washington, you know, this is this is a lock uh, for sure for me.
0: All right, so how is this going to work?
1: We're each going to give our locks each week, and we're going to keep the tally, right? Yeah, we're going to keep a list. We can't pick the same team twice in the season. So now you're, you know, you're done with St. Bonaventure. This is your, you're staking your claim on this win for them. Uh, and I won't Mary Washington will be out for me? So we'll try and spread the love, you know, throughout the season. And then I don't know. We we still have some wiggle room. Like we'll see whoever has the better record at the end of the year. We have some sort of punishment for the loser, I'd imagine.
0: Are you thinking what I'm thinking?
1: I don't know. What are you thinking? <laughs> I mean, it is called the drink up. <laughs> we could, uh, we could have something along those lines. Uh, we are, you know, we are both, yeah, obviously adults here, so it's not, uh, not, it's totally not
0: age. Even though we don't look like it, even though we look <laughs> young and spry.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah, I'm age. I'm fifty five, so I I I think yeah, we could uh let's talk let's talk about it off off the pod. Let's let's sort it out. I think I, I I'm with you. I'm along those lines. Then we've got to work out some details. But we'll have we'll have it for everybody next episode. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I, so that was a great pod, Colby. Any closing thoughts before we get out of here?
0: Great stuff, Zach. As always, great stuff. I was going to say this is literally the longest podcast I've done in my life <laughs> and I actually don't feel bad about it at all. So
1: We'll edit it down, but yeah, no, I think uh, we, we fit a lot in. So hopefully people stick with us. Thank, hopefully you stick with us throughout the rest of the season too. Thanks for tuning in the drink up called rugby pod on the rugby wrap up network. Zach Lanning, Kobe Marshall, check us out on Twitter, subscribe, rate, review, consume rugby wrap up content, consume any rugby content live or on on the internet just love the game like we do and uh thanks for uh thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys later great stuff peace out